0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a AM member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Ched. It's 105 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. The second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor. Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. Uh, we will tell you that uh, every Thursday, but this week, Friday, on Orders Now, Brian Burke appears on the show courtesy of our friends from the Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical, prefabrication, and solar. A little bit later on, we're going to hear from... Uh, Evan Bouchard, orders first-round pick. It's part of Team Canada's World Junior Team. But we'll head straight off to the River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. Pleased to uh, be joined on the line by longtime NHL executive and now uh, with NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet, Brian Burke. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good, Bob. Thank you. I'm sorry about yesterday.
1: I had to move it on you. I
0: don't like doing that. That's, uh, that's okay. We ended up having a little bit of fun yesterday. We actually we had, a, we had Sean Burke on the show to talk uh-huh. about... Well, we did a little bit of a Christmas theme yesterday with, uh, you know, guys that, you know, part of the hockey world, and actually, you were one of the drivers for this change, I think. Uh but, you know, certainly we had we had Rob Brown on Louis debrosque and uh, Sean Burke, and we talked uh, about guys not being home for Christmas, like, you know, I think Rob Brown said sixteen straight years he was not home for Christmas. And if I recall correctly in our past conversations, you actually wanted did you want the uh, Christmas break or no, you wanted the trade freeze longer yeah. during during Christmas. That was your thing, right?
1: Yeah, I gave the players ten extra days at Christmas time on the trade freeze. so. If it started on the twentieth, for most players, for my players, it started on the
0: tenth. So you just simply refused to make deals and even discuss it at that time.
1: Yeah, no. I told the players, look, no one gets traded. No one should get traded over Christmas. You can book your flights. Uh, I even asked the, even asked our captain if that was enough time. You know, I said if you need fifteen days, and he said no, I think ten days is plenty. So you get to the ten day mark, and everyone books their flights for their company, especially yep. the Euros and. Uh, I think it was a great thing. The players loved it. Conver Tuesday texted me last uh, the other couple of days ago and said, "You know, I always think about the Christmas freeze this time of year." He said, "It was great how you let us relax." So I think it was a competitive edge for our team. I I know I'd see players chirping other players about it. What do you the Warm up? They'd be chirping at them, say, "Hey, I'm not going anywhere tomorrow." How about you?
0: <laughs> well, that I mean, that shows you that you you can have leadership for management. Do you have to have leadership for management? In terms yes. of the culture of a team, you do. Yeah. Okay. Yes you do. And that to me and I, I argue
1: with the league that they should make it longer too. That's no one should get traded at Christmas time. Even though trades are frequently really good for a player. You right. know, a lot of times when you get traded it's a very positive change for you. But your family shouldn't be disrupted over Christmas time. So I never I always gave them the 10 extra days and told them to enjoy
0: the holiday. All right. So Hartford and then uh, Vancouver as a GM, uh, Anaheim, Toronto, and then in Calgary in a senior management position. How many times in those five stints off the top of your head, would it be more than 10 or fewer than 10 that you had players request trades through their agent to you? Uh, More than
1: 10.
0: More than 10? Yeah. About once a year. About once a year would happen with the team?
1: Yeah, at least,
0: yeah. Uh, How many times was it a really good player?
1: Very seldom. Very seldom. But there's um, – I had a rule that if a player asked for a trade, I was trading. Once a player asked for a trade, he's gone in my mind. And so I had a player come into my office in Vancouver, and I said, don't say what you're about to say. Sit down and shut up. It was Marcus Maslin. (laughs) And my first year there, he wasn't playing much, and he wasn't playing well. And he wanted, you know, Mike Keenan was coaching, and he hated playing for Mike. And he was going to ask for a trade. And I said, "Don't say it, because if you say it, I'm trading you." I said, "So that coach will be gone before you'll be here long after he's gone." But I said, "But you got to keep your end of the bargain, Marcus." I said, "You're playing terrible right now." I said, "If I if I commit to you and tell you you're going to be here, you got to you got to start playing harder or better. and better." then he went home and sat across from his wife at the kitchen table and. They talked about it, and he said, he's right, I got to, Berkey's right, I got to do better. And he just went on a tear after that, as you can certainly recall.
0: Yeah, the West Coast Express, I, I must have seen yeah. him sc- I must have seen him score, I don't know, about uh, 200 goals, and it felt like 198 of them were against Edmonton. So, I mean, that's... Yeah, he,
1: uh, <laughs> he was really good for us, and he's a great, he's a great person, too.
0: Yeah, well, I, and it just shows you that these situations can be a little bit uh, fragile at times, and... Well that's interesting. cuz you all, the other thing and I I think we hit on this once before. Did you not tell your players in Anaheim that you'll always make sure that you have enough toughness? I mean, I think you pretty much did that wherever you went. They'll, they'll always be looked after on the ice.
1: Yeah, well, starting in Hartford. That Hartford team was a tough team. We had we had uh, Nicky Kiprios played for me there. Yep. And we had Jim McKenzie, we had uh Oh, Christ. Jimmy Agnew. We had uh, Mark Jansen's Like we had like seven guys that would fight. Right. And then, same when they went to Vancouver. You know, we had Wade Brookbank, and we always had toughness. And Did... my, I told my players, you you don't have to worry, you don't have to fight, and you don't have to worry out there. Well, it will be a safe environment for you all the time.
0: We're we're joined by Brian Burke. Did you have Mark LaForge in Hartford, or was? He... Uh... Uh, No, he was an Oilers. He was involved. uh, He was the guy that skated around in junior and basically fought guys that were already engaged, you know, drilled guys that were, he was a lefty as well. You mentioned uh, Jansen's, as I recall, Mark Jansen's because he played for the Pats. He was a pretty good left-handed fighter. He was a little bit yeah. underrated because he, he had, you know, pretty good reach. Obviously, McKenzie was a
1: long, long yeah. arm. Yeah. Mark Jansen's had long arm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Brian Burr joining us right now here on others Now. So, Brian, Elliot was just on the show, and he says he feels there's been an uptick in the physicality in the NHL over the last three weeks to a month. Do you agree or disagree with that sentiment?
1: Is that Elliot Friedman? Yes. He's stealing my lines. It's not an uptick. I think it's a pronounced increase.
0: Okay. And I think
1: it's, I think, I don't know what I attribute it to. Part of it, I'm hoping, is my whining and protesting about flag football. Uh, I think it all started when John Tortorella said there's not enough hate in this game. There's not enough intensity in this game. And it almost seems like that triggered a response because the hockey has been much harder. There's been more retaliation for hits. Players are sticking together better. better, And uh, I think the hockey's been much more fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I was interested to see the whole situation with Jajara kara the other night because, you know, he got... He throws a big hit on Vince Dunn, who, by the way, Vince Dunn was the player in the minors who got into a fight uh, underneath the uh, stands, right, as the two players were going to their respective dressing rooms. Uh, anyways, Dunn, uh, K-Rub went back to the front of the net. Dunn gave him a cross-check, and then Jujar really leveled a cross-check on the side of the head to him, and Jujar's got himself a two-game suspension. And I don't think that's going to hurt Jujar or K-Rub, I think that might buy him a little bit of space out on the ice because he's a big kid and Hitch is building some confidence in him and sometimes you got to deliver a message but that play 10 years ago would not have been a two-game suspension. No,
1: but it is now. He got him. And I like this player a lot. He really got him good. I think he deserved two games but I also agree with your assessment of it. Players take note of things like that too. So like if this guy is capable of of doing something like that, maybe you're a little more careful around him. Yeah, so I don't think it's all bad, but I think he, I think it's fair. I, I when I saw it, I said, we were all in the station that night and I, I said, well, he's getting two for that. And we all agreed it was two, possibly three. so two is that worked out fine. Um,
0: the Washington Pittsburgh game the other night was a beauty, though it wasn't a good night for Jamie Alexiak. Pittsburgh had uh, a guy last year on their team Ryan Reeves, who had Alexiak's number or sorry, had uh, the number of Tom Wilson. And, and now I wonder, I mean, do you foresee Pittsburgh perhaps acquiring a more physical player to sort of deal with the Wilson factor?
1: Well, I, I think I think Alexiak, I mean, he, he started the fight. Wilson comes in and challenges him. I don't think he had his feet or his grip right. Mm-hmm. And he's he through the first punch. Alexiak actually threw the first punch. If I had people tell me Wilson jumped him, he didn't. Alexia threw the first punch, but he didn't get his grip right, he didn't get his feet right, and it cost him dearly. That won't happen again. This guy's a pretty good fighter. Next time, he'll step back and square up with him. And so I predict the next time they play, I don't think Pittsburgh needs to get anything to respond to this. I think they've got the guy. He's just got to be a little more judicious when he, when he starts.
0: What about Toronto? Do the Maple Leafs have enough? I mean, I, you you watched them against Washington and Boston over the last couple of years, and there's been times I felt that they've been kind of pushed out of games.
1: Yes. I mean, that's my view, and I've said that here. And, yep. and uh, you know, they, they don't uh, – I have a really good relationship with Brendan Shanahan, but they certainly don't agree. Their, uh, their answer to the media last week was that their toughness is our power play, which, and there's some great merit to that. But I also think within the game, making skilled players feel safe. Yes, your toughness can be your power play, but some toughness helps too. And the fact that they get a power play out of it is no consolation to someone who's getting stitched up on the medical table. Right. So I think they could be bigger. I think they could be meaner. It, you know, whether you like that kind of hockey or not, because I hear people right now, let me say, oh, that Dinosaur. is team and one in, in Anaheim, and game's totally different since then. I get all that. But the teams that fared well in the playoffs last year, the Final Four, were all teams that could play big that had big people and could play you know, big boys hockey, long pants hockey. So uh, I think it has value. Uh, I would certainly have a bigger lineup than they have here, but it's up to them.
0: Brian, you are on in Alberta. It is a little bit different in Alberta than it is in Ontario. Yes, I know. Do, you, do, you, not, do you, <laughs> uh, you, you agree on that? Like, we're... Oh, yeah. You know what? I, I, You know, I knew this from when I used to work in the reforestation business, right? Like, in Western Canada, when we were in our 20s, if we had a problem with a guy, we just stepped outside and settled it, right? And yep. some, sometimes you lost. That's how it worked. But I remember, yep. I remember working in Ontario at 89, and we had, like, 23 guys from Ontario in our camp, and the three guys from Alberta... And not that we were complete reprobates, but we were the three most likely to uh, to engage. And those guys would sit and yell and scream at each other, but they would never, you know, would put, it's just a little bit. Do you not, I mean, you've worked in all these different places. Is it a little bit different culture here, maybe in Western Absolutely. Canada?
1: Well, no, in Alberta. Yeah. It
0: was wonderful. I loved it.
1: I, I, I really miss it. I I like my new job, but I loved living in Alberta. That's, I'm so grateful I got a, got a chance to work and live there. I remember in the 88 olympics i pat quinn and i were we, we rented a house for the olympics in calgary right and we were waiting for a taxi to take us back to the house and it was one of those beautiful southern alberta days right the Rockies look like you could reach out and touch them and snow and it's just beautiful and i said to pat god i hope i get a chance to work here someday and pat i remember pat quinn saying you'd be fortunate if you did it's a great town so i i miss it um i, I built a I bought a hunting property. I still have it. It's, it's just east of Olds. Okay. And the first thing I did, I bought the land. The first thing I did was put a garage and a shed on it, you know, for the boat and the, you know, the ATV and everything else. These guys come out, four guys, Alberta kids, they're young guys, professionals. And the guy said, Mr. Burke, it'll cost $40,000 to do this garage. But I'm worried about how soft the soil is. So I might have to put five truckloads of gravel in, in which case it'll cost you $50,000. I said, okay. You guys want a deposit? Nope. You want me to sign something? Nope. Just a handshake. And that's Alberta. You could do a deal that size. I did the whole thing, and, and they actually they're putting an addition on it right now. I yeah. still never did a contract with them, just a handshake. That's Alberta. Yeah. I wouldn't do that here.
0: Right, there you go, Brian Burke joining us right now. All right, speaking of Alberta, the two teams in Alberta, Calgary's going to make it for sure. We know that, and and Brian, it's got to be stated: uh, the Flames and Bill Peters have way they, you know, they've loaded up that team. They made a as it's turned out, and I'll never totally understand the full ramifications of the Dougie Hamilton deal. But right now, the Dougie Hamilton deal, based on his deployment in Carolina, is looking really good for Calgary, and it reinforces how good Mark Giordano is. Giordano is a hell of a player, but I, the Flames have a way deeper team, Brian. I think right now than they had a year ago at this time. They are they are a top eight team in the league, in my opinion. Uh, I agree. Is I agree with that. The, so so the Flames are going to make the playoffs, or are the Oilers going to make the playoffs?
1: Well, if they continue to play. At the same winning percentage since Hitch came in, which you know will be very difficult to do, but if they continue to play at that percentage, they're going to make the playoffs handily, easily. Um, I think it's hard to to imagine that a team could win what have they won eight out of ten since he got there, something like that. Uh,
0: they're so nine. Be hard. They're nine four and two in the fifteen okay. games. So so to, to, to replicate
1: that for the rest of the season would be very difficult. But if they do that, they're in handily. But uh, no, I, I think they can still make it. What the difference to me? You watch the changes that have been made since Hitch, since Hitch came in. But the biggest one, and if I were certainly if I were Todd McCollin, I'd be the one regret I'd have is where was this goaltending when I was there? Right. They're getting quality goaltending from both guys now, and that's the biggest difference to me. And all of a sudden, they're winning those one-goal games. And yes, Hitch has made a huge difference. But the single biggest thing on ice that people talk to me about is the goaltending. they got two guys now that, that are turning in good performances, and I'm really glad for Kevin Calvin to see that he seems to get in his game back on the rails.
0: Well, Hitch started Koskinen, I think, in seven of the first nine starts. Uh, say, You know, there's a bad stats or bad start metric out there, Brian, 8.50 save percentage or less. And unfortunately for Todd, four of the final five starts for Talbot, I believe, were 8.50 or less save percentage and that. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable how many times a, a, a head coach has a goalie go sell for a while and then coach gets fired, you know? And that's that's maybe the the, the crappy part of the game. We're joined by Brian Burke, courtesy of our friends at Canadian Power Pack. Uh does it matter? Are you a zone defense guy or a man-on-man defense guy?
1: Uh, I think you got to almost play a blend, but I'm a man-on-man guy. My teams have always played that way.
0: Now, you've also had older teams defensively, right? Yep. Easier to play when you have veteran bl- – well, you can say that about every situation, but in terms of defense specifically.
1: Well, I, I think we play man-on-man for most of the teams that I work for. That was the coverage, but we had lines drawn on the ice, too. Like a a defenseman would never chase a guy behind the net. He would just switch off. Right. He'd go to the front of the net, say the left defenseman, chase the guy to the corner of the net and stop, and the other defenseman would be responsible for playing him when he came around. So, but it's, I mean, there's anything works if players work at it and understand it, and all five players, any system will work if if the players understand it thoroughly and will work at it.
0: Yeah, well, and and today, by the way, was just Ken Hitchcock's fifth full practice with the Edmonton Oilers. He took the team over a month ago.
1: Yeah, well, don't get me me started on the league and the schedule. I think the league could do a much better job scheduling games than they do, and it costs, uh, especially the teams in the West, it costs them so much practice time.
0: Do you think they have any appreciation in the East for this? No.
1: (laughs) No, they don't. And it's not just the wear and tear on the players, it's the cost, too. You know, right. like, so last last year, my last year with Calgary, we flew here to Toronto and played on a Wednesday. Thursday night we played in Montreal and okay. we flew home. cost us $300,000 in airfare, put all kinds of wear and tear on our players for no reason. We played two games. When we come that far. We want to play four games.
0: We have the exact same thing coming up, uh, Brian, on Super Bowl weekend. The orders come out of their CBA mandated uh, off week, and uh, they fly to Philadelphia on. I'm going to assume we're going to fly on the Friday, and play an afternoon game, a matinee on Saturday in Philly, and then after the game, we fly to Montreal to play a matinee game on Sunday, and then fly home. During the Super Bowl, which totally sucks, because you know the players—the the, one—I I don't know if people. I mean, players are huge sports fans, because they all grow, and, and they're not just hockey fans; they're fans of other sports as well. But they're again similar type of trip: Philadelphia, Montreal, two games. That's it. So you think it should always be at least a, uh, a, a, a four or five game road trip when you go yeah. on the road out east?
1: If you go that far. Yeah. You should be able to play four games, and and I don't, and that can be a game on the way back too. You could pick up mini on the way back, or you could hit Chicago on the way back, or you could hit Winnipeg on the way back. It doesn't have to be three teams or four teams in the East. But I, I've had this argument with the league from when I was the GM in Anaheim. So this back in oh six, oh seven, I proposed doing the schedule a different way, and I, I think what, they, what the wear and tear it puts on the players and the cost that the teams incur.
0: It's just senseless. Well, I'd be intrigued to see what the revenue split uh, in terms of revenue sharing is, Brian, as well, because as we all know, the you know the haves contribute to the have-nots, and Edmonton has been, with the exception of one year since the uh, 0405 lockout, Edmonton has been a contributor to revenue sharing. Calgary, on the other, the other hand, because of their building, they're challenged to do that these days, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah, they need a new building. they? Right? Are
1: yep i mean i was very vocal about that before i left and uh, they needed the city needs a new building it's not just that the flames need a new building the city of calgary needs a new building
0: well i don't know if that'll make all the uh, pc vegans out there happy brian but uh anyways i agree with you 100 just to wrap up you know we're always trying to uh improve and uh we've added you to the show the fans love you even though you've never worked for the orders i think they have a new appreciation for you now thanks for being part of our orders now family and uh, best of the holidays to you brian
1: uh, i'm enjoying it very much and to everyone listening happy holidays and i hope the coming year is the best year ever for you and your family
0: thank you very much brian that is brian okay. you bet that is brian burke courtesy of the canadian power pack it is 125 in edmonton you can text us on our heartland ford tax line At 6.30, 6.30, with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory, they're one of the largest Ford dealers in Alberta Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter, at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. I will tell you that guests on the show receive gift cards to the Japanese Village Steak and Seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown Northside and Short Park. Off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, a conversation Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports had with Evan Bouchard, and we'll get to any Out today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6:30 Chad.